0: You're up getting the same time McCoy just came from Please the band And what's going on about Madness Money of the world, you bet she's What do you think of the better than the last Stretch it, stretch it, it, it. Make sure the chiars. money be tripless oh, This one must be came from But oh, the, oh, oh, the same thing is going to be on the stick and me and my style Like this guy, which guy I don't even know what Let me sit my tea Can't take me for a walk, Another thing is I'm talking about Unbelievable Madness
2: How as possibly bleak is this Drop it, Madness Never ended up in McDonald's. Okay, welcome to another episode of Chessy Hour. Um, I'm joined by Babs, what are you saying, Babs?
3: I'm good, bro, I'm good, bro. I'm trying to become a regular again, you know. Feeling good to be back home in no place like home.
2: Back home. This is your training ground, man. Exactly, uh, man. Exactly. Shot. And then we've got <laughs> Buzzy, what are you saying, Buzzy? I'm good, I'm good. How are you guys doing? Good. I feel like, Buzzy, with the new owners, I feel like you're becoming more important. To give us that American point of view. Yeah. <laughs> got to be the liaison, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. So we are um, off the back of who did we play yesterday? We played Leeds yesterday. Um, it, obviously, we're towards the end of the season. Essentially, top four should have been wrapped up, but we've made it, in true Chelsea fashion, we've made it difficult. We were playing Leeds. Like I said, we've got American okay. owner, but also we have Pulisic starting for us and... The team we were facing against had an American coach. First time in apparently Premier League history, of course, because it's the first time we've got an American coach, I think. That um, no, Klinsman was a coach, wasn't he? the first time mm-hmm. where we had an American player face off against an American coach. But anyway, we play Leeds and Arsenal smashed them. However, with a caveat, they had a man sent off in that match. And with Leeds, they just they worked so hard. And so going into the match, was anyone worried? Because it seems like to be fair and with good reason, even against a leads that is in the relegation. So we can't be confident as Chelsea fans at this point. So Buzzy, go- over to you. What were your thoughts, man?
1: Yeah. I mean, given our recent form, I was basically taking no result for granted at this stage, um, especially when a team has, has something to fight for. Um, luckily, it, it didn't stay too nervy for long. It announced an early goal, great strike, and um, them getting a man sent off kind of killed any any fear I had. You still though, even then, even then, I will will say, uh, <laughs> down to ten men and up a goal because of how we've been playing. There was still a little bit of that. Like, are we going to figure out a way to blow this? Like, are they going to score a late goal because we can't get a second? But we got a second. We eventually got a third. It was it was no, it was no sweat in the end.
2: Give my memory, but who who did we play before? It was two goals up. And know it wasn't long ago. It was two goals off, and they came back. Wolves. wolves, wolves, last game. Yeah. So this is why we we couldn't be comfortable, uh, Babs. Quickly on on the Leeds game was you fearing it?
3: I, you know, I had a bad feeling, yeah. as I said in the group chat, and it wasn't about it was about the game in general.
0: Yeah.
3: And obviously we saw the Kovacic thing, but in terms of playing Leeds, I wasn't too worried because I know they've shipped the most amount of goals this season. Okay. You know, after yesterday's, what, 77 goals, so surely, we, surely we're going to eat somehow, you know, surely we're going to eat somehow, but it was just about, you know, remaining resolute and not fumbling like we did against United and we did against Wolves and
2: yeah.
3: we did against Everton, so making yeah. sure that we, we, we broke that um that chain, because what is, I, think, I, that's what the, I think that's the first time this season we've gone three games without a win, if I'm correct in thinking, Ooh. but
2: yeah, obviously
3: yeah. You, you wouldn't you want to really go any longer than that, so... It, I, it, I was pretty confident that we wouldn't let it go that, that much longer.
2: It got to the point where I was starving for a win. Like, it felt like we didn't know how to win anymore. And it's crazy that three games will do that too. But um, off the back of the game, one of the big conversations is, so we have kind of held slappings recently to Arsenal, um, to Brentford. And I think, what was the game? Was it Everton? That like, Jorginho came off and then we conceded the goal. So a lot of people like to do what I think can be a lazy thing in, in terms of saying if Jorginho played those games then we wouldn't have been slapped so I want to kind of have a conversation over Jorginho and because I think coming into the match uh Tuchel did mention it saying he wanted to play Jorginho to help us with it counter attack because he thinks that he's someone that is an organizer and then I think after the game there were some words from Tuchel about Jorginho as well being organizing and again the narrative from the Jorginho the J5 hive, was that See, told you so. When Jorginho's is playing, we control; therefore, no slappings. And obviously, as Chelsea fans, there have been games where we've been slapped. I think even recently, the Real Madrid game with the Benzema. I think we—I know, I know it's Real Madrid, so it's a different level. We're talking about even being worried about Brentford. So maybe it's just a different level. But I kind of wanted to get your opinion, and we want to start with Buzzy because I know if just to give a little bit of context, I know you seem to be an objective person. But you're, you're not necessarily sold on Jorginho. So, yeah, give me your thoughts on, on what I've just described.
1: Yeah, I'm not always sold. I do think – I think his performances this season have been a little more up and down. I think he's had more visibly poor games than maybe he had in the past. Um, but I was also, to give him credit, looking at the games he started in, and we really – like, it's mostly wins and some draws. Um, I think regardless – I think the, the main takeaway is really – it's more about the team setup is regardless of – where exactly you land on his individual performance level or ability. Um, The way we set up is having him with that skill set in in general as that role is important for the way we play. We've seen a lot of like Kovacic and uh, Loftus-Cheek pivot pairings and them them kind of both getting forward has left us pretty exposed. So I I think um, a natural sitter and a person of cycle possession and be safe with it, um, even if you're losing a bit of the expansive play or a little bit of attacking outlet, You know, is still is still worth it. I think we're a little more a little more stable, or a little the system. The system is just made kind of for that. So it, mm-hmm. it lacks when it's when it's missing. Uh, it's mm-hmm. kind of visible that we don't play we don't play as well or don't really control the game as well. There have also been times Virginia has played and we haven't been good, exactly. so it's not a guarantee, exactly. obviously. But exactly. um, yeah, it it uh, it you know it's better. It's more often than not better when he when he's in that role.
2: So okay. and, I have and, to I have to give him that. And then. <laughs> I love it when you say you have to, relax. Have but, to give him that. But um, would you say there's anyone in our current squad that can also do that role for us? Or do you think currently, it, just with the players we have, it's Jorginho that can do that role?
1: I think it's mostly him. I think players can do aspects of that role, um, but not not all of it. Or if they can do it, their inclination is still to get more forward okay. than he does, or to look to dribble or to look to drive, because that's just kind of the profiles we okay. have like Kovacic, Loftus-Cheek, even Kante, um, yeah. they they prefer to run or get forward the ball. And Jorginho gets up there sometimes, but that's not really what you, yeah.
2: you Kante, expect. What Kante, you expect from Kante in his head is the Black sedan. Uh Babs, what's your thoughts on this whole Jorginho makes us better, makes us better defensively, we control, etc.
3: Um I feel like it's a bit of confirmation. Bias, if, that's the, if that's the right term because uh, you know you know people have like an idea in their head and it's like mm-hmm. you know this is the best way to play this mm-hmm. is the only way that it can work and then when it happens like RC oh, you know I, I told you so you know yeah. I, I guess we can call it I told you so analysis yeah. I mean that's the title of the point but yeah I, I feel like pe- people get in their bag but I, I do agree with them in some aspects that Georgina does give you that um that control in terms of the fact that when, when, it, when the game is played and he can bring it to his tempo we will control games, you know, and we will minimise a lot of risks that are that are happening. It's, it's kind of like, I feel like when games get, get chaotic, whereby he kind of like struggles a bit more in terms of like getting his foot on the, foot, foot on the wall and like really making things tick. But yeah. I, I do think in a game like against Leeds, whereby they press so wildly, I, I do think he works pretty well. Because they're not going to be able to, be able to like get to Georgina when he's playing those one-touch passes or he's playing the passes around the corner, you know he's doing that turn he loves to do. So I I feel like games like this kind of do work for him in in that regard, especially when there's not really much midfield quality. Not to take away from him because he did play a, a good game even if it was ten men, but you know I I I do think that there is truth in what these people are saying, but yeah. I also think it's a bit of like. Preconceived notions are, are are allowing people to like push through their
2: agendas. What, you know I what, think, I mean. what I say, what say is we 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 all do it anyway. Like so, <laughs> yeah, we all do. We all do. We it. all do. It. It. We all do. We all do. Because we've said similarly in the
1: past. We've said recently, like, oh well, every time we lose, it's like, well, if this player was in, then we would have right. done X. Or if, it, right, and that, right, you know, right, it's really right. more. We had this discussion on a, on a recent podcast I was on, where like yeah. it's really more about what the team is doing in the setup. Yeah. And I agree, Babs. Like Leeds is not the best example like a, a team that can't defend or really play that well in relegation and then they had a man sent off like this one game is not going to be like see look what happens when georgia plays but like i said to his credit i think we've only lost twice this season when he started the game so
2: yeah you know. I, and you know what, what's funny coming into the match the commentator i, I, I don't know who it was because i wasn't looking at the screen at the time but he was saying that um i don't forget lewis Bate, ex-chelsea academy he started that match as well but he was saying um, I fancy Leeds to get in and around because, they, you know, everybody knows Leeds being high intensity. And then he was saying that Jorginho is the player they need to concentrate because they fancy them getting onto Jorginho and ruffling in him because he can't handle it. My initial reaction to him to when he said it was that, like, are, are you stupid? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, You
3: know the thing is, yeah. Sorry yeah. to interrupt you. Like, I'm yeah. never the biggest fan of his. Yeah. But even I know that, that it's just it's, it's just dumb. It, it's yeah. just dumb. Like it's been proved wrong multiple times.
2: Yeah, it's like he's not new to the Premier League, like and it's not a new tactic. So um the fact that he thought it would be easy for them to just do that and get away with it, I thought was silly. But yeah, he had a good game. Um, so my next question about this kind of whole Jorginho take afterwards is that um we've been linked with Frankie De Jong. Um so yeah, been, yeah we've been linked with Frankie De Young. Manchester United are said to be the closest. And apparently Javi's already said, actually, I don't mind if he goes. Um, and, and again, a lot of the thought process from some of the Chelsea fans is that actually, if Jorginho goes, we probably need that kind of controller that we've just said for what I think Buzzy articulated earlier. So with the whole Frankie de Jong thing, um, how sold are you on Frankie? We'll start with Buzzy. then we'll go to Babs.
1: Uh, I think we've spoken on him before. We were kind of judging judging options. Yeah. Um i'm i'm open to it i don't watch barcelona as closely so i'm not going to say i'm not going to speak to how well he is or isn't doing i also think that team has been a bit of a a bit of a mess so it's a little hard to judge him um fully but that said he was a very highly rated player who costs a lot so it's not like you can just not you can just write all that off um Mm -hmm. i'm i'm open to it i don't know if that's where i Choose to spend that much money, but if the alternative is spending even more money on Rice to be like the like possession sort of passing player, um, I'm less convinced <laughs> on spending 100 million on Rice. So it's, it's, uh, it's yeah. I mean I'm open to it. I think he's I think he's talented.
2: It's quoted at 60 million, and that's euros for for Frankie as well, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Um Babs, what's your take on it? Yeah. Mm.
3: You know what? Yeah. If there's no taking it. he's a good player, but I, I'm not sure if he's a, if he's a DM per se, mm-hmm. you know, in that regard, because when I when I have watched Barca, he's played in the eight and obviously, the, the reason why they do that is because they've still got Busquets and if, mm-hmm. for some, well, I'll leave that to Xavi to decide if he still wants to play in there, but for some odd reason they still do play him, but yeah, I I do think he actually kind of reminds me of, like a, of a Kovacic kind of mould. Yeah. So, I'm not sure if he would play as a six, but he obviously pr- probably still does have the ability to play there because I, I don't think it's obviously just going to leave him. But I, I don't see if it's a thing of him coming in to play in that position or if it's him coming in and having another player <laughs> right. to sit there. Yeah, but, Coming in because he's good
1: versus coming yeah, in because exactly. to replace because exactly,
3: yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess there's some players where it's, where it's like, you know, this guy is so good, you, you bring him in and then you start mm. solving other questions later, mm. which has a risk in itself because we've, we've seen how that's worked out for Chelsea in the past in terms mm. of like... Doing that kind of stuff, but I mean, I think he's a good player, he's a really good passer. You know, he's uh, but I'm just not sure if that's the player that springs to mind as like we need him. You know, I don't know, I don't think he's better than Kovacic at this point, so I don't really see why I'd spend double what we're well, not double but like more than what it costs us to get Kovacic to bring him in on the wages of well that he's on because he's on a madness if you didn't know that already. So... So, yeah, it's, it's a bit. It's a bit of a risky one. Allegedly,
2: and this is allegedly because obviously I don't know. I can't confirm it, but allegedly they they said that Tuchel cried when he missed out on him for PSG. Don't fucking, don't fucking kill me. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
3: It doesn't me. sound like Tukul. Cool. I know too cool is not like highly like emotional cool at all,
2: bro. But it doesn't—it doesn't sound like
3: him. But um, I could—if you told me you had, had like he was angry,
2: angry, like, yeah, I believe yeah. that. But crying, yeah, if he was throwing stuff, I believe it. But um,
3: yeah, I don't know. Where did you hear,
2: hear that? Twitter's a mad place, or somewhere on Twitter. <laughs> um, but so, so, um, so, Frankie Dion. Okay, cool. That's your opinion. There, yeah? that's fine. I agree with you in terms of. I heard from a Barcelona fan when I solicited, and don't forget, it's just one fan's opinion, but I solicited their opinion on the whole frinky situation because I was watching Barcelona, and even the commentators were saying it, uh, similar to what the Barcelona fan said, to be honest. They said that they tried him in the Busquets position, but he just he was terrible there. And so they've been moving him around, and he played a lot of different positions, trying to find his positions. Apparently, his form picked up when Xavi first came in, but even Xavi's happy to let him go. Um, you know what's and, funny as well? Yeah.
3: One of the better games I saw last season. He was playing as centre back.
2: Interesting. It's interesting.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: football football. It's football, football. These guys can anywhere. But okay, it's, cool. it's one of those like he's technically sound. Mm-hmm. What do you do with him? Like, and yeah. we already have enough enough sort of enough yeah. sort of a logjam. So yeah, I don't know cool. if that would
2: be as talented as he is. I don't know if that would be my first way to spend a lot of money. All right. Cool. So um, off the back of last game, Pulisic is in really good form. So um at least contributions, he's making contributions. So, with Pulisic, I think he played uh, in the ten role in the last game, and there was a goal that we scored from Werner, which looked like it was onside, but it was a Pulisic pass, and there were other, like, again, after the game, from Twitter, you saw clips highlighting the fact that he had was in the key passes, and then, again, he scored a good goal, uh, slid it into the far left. Nice, nice little finish. Um, Pulisic, His father came out talking about he's not getting enough chances. And I think directly after that, he's been playing more. So maybe that's a little indication that actually Tuchel's thinking, oh, I might lose him. Let me give him more, you know, let me give him more starts. But he's been delivering. Now, he's in a weird situation, two years left. So again, I'm just going to kind of hot potato the convo over to you, Buzzy. Um, So with Pulisic, what do we do with Pulisic? He's on form it looks like he's unhappy and he wants to go is it a worrying situation that we might lose another player what's your thoughts on this whole Pulisic stuff
1: yeah it's a tough one because I think in a in a vacuum I would say that's a great player to have uh, as an option or on the bench um, like if, if he could turn this sort of streaky form into more consistent output because um, even, even when he scores like a lot of his minutes aren't aren't great um i think against i think um like the when when team mode his goal overturn like that was one of his better games as far as creating like a yeah. f- few chances otherwise though it's kind of like not doing much and then popping up with the goal which is which is useful like i mean yeah. he scored the winner against west ham um yeah. that was the only goal of the game um but it is a player you'd like to be able to throw into those situations but without the consistency uh you have a hard time starting him all the time. And right. if, that's, if that's what he wants, those two things are on a collision course. Right. Um, so I'd like, to, I'd like to say, let's see another year of what he does. It, it's, 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 it's one of those things where right? he started the season and missed, I don't know how many, like 10 games or something. Right. Um, came in, you know, subs, <laughs> he scored a little off the bench and then he got a, like a run of starts and didn't really do much. Um, and then back to the bench. And it's just like always up and down and out come the end of the season, these last five games, he's popping up. Uh, with a goal or an assist, so it's it's not someone I'm like we, we don't have all these scoring options or anything where it's like oh, we can yeah. afford to get rid of players who, yeah. who do actually produce. At the same time, it's a lot of minutes of of mid or nothing performances uh, in between that kind of make you make you frustrated and make you wonder if he's pushing for his way out. If you're better off just selling him now while his stock is high, if it's unclear yeah. high, I say relatively high because of his age and his profile. um that enough that a club would still pay a pretty good fee for him um if it's worth just doing that now rather than kind of lingering on and 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 all that but out of our like three players we could sell or so i'm not sure i would throw him like out the door first unless it's clear his contract is going to become an issue we're going to lose him for a free i think you're better off keeping him and getting rid of like either timo or lukaku or zh depending what he's doing um than maybe getting rid of this young player who who hopefully could develop a little more consistency. Yeah. Um, we've seen plenty of players this age not be all that consistent but um,
2: yeah it's a tricky one I would say. It's it's decision time though because it's two years left and we don't want him to don't forget 58 million so we didn't get him for cheap so if we if we yeah. do want to make a profit it's decision time now. He seems like he's unhappy. I don't think He trusts Tuchel. Whenever I listen to American commentators, they don't they don't like Tuchel. Yeah, I can't see I can't see a new contract
1: being signed anytime in the next six months, unless no, there's not even enough games to prove there's not even enough games left to prove that he's gonna be a consistent starter until next season. Yeah. And and if you want to improve the attack, then that's gonna require him getting even more bench time, maybe. So yeah, overall I can't really see it working out that well. And um I, I, at the same time, I'd be a little surprised if we sold him this summer. You think um, so? Just, it just, yeah, I, 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 not that we shouldn't. I just don't know if the club is going to seek to do that and still views him as someone we should have around and is a good young asset, is going to try actively to get him out the door unless he actively tries to get himself out the door. Do you think I don't politi- think the club is like looking at Pulisic and being like, we have to sell this player right now. Um, do you
2: think politics will come into it in terms of New American owners, you see Bruce Buck there chilling with Bowley, and this is Cap- Captain America.
1: I think, yeah, I think that's definitely a bit of bit of a factor. Even even aside from the American aspect, being um, being his age and having come for a big fee and having this sort of international profile, regardless of <laughs> of his performance level, sort of has a value in of itself, and the club will be a little hesitant to to sell him off unless it's a crazy offer. And I don't know if we're gonna get that big of an offer. I think- so I almost. I almost think they're gonna kick it down the road till he actually does have a year left and then say well do we sell him before it expires or do we I, you know, I know try that. to convince him they just did it with, with with a couple players I'm not saying they should but we did yeah. just let a couple players expire because we thought we thought maybe we could convince him to sign a contract or you know mm. whatever it would be and I don't think they're gonna be he's gonna be someone they're going to be eager to actively try to get rid of given all the other options in the squad that we I can think- move on
2: Yeah, I think you you paint a good point about what happened with the defence. And I feel like this year is the year of the attack where there's a lot of players with two years. And I think they tried to make the decision, who do we keep, who do we let go in the defence? And we managed to keep everyone. And then they just all went down one year. So the same thing could happen. What's interesting is we're also linked with Serginho Dest. So Barcelona are linked with Alonso and Aspi. (laughs) Barcelona have the worst taste ever. But apparently they want a swap and Chelsea... We were linked with Serginho in in January so I'm, I tend to believe it because it seems like we're pushing through with the same links like Kunde as well seems like we're pushing through that as well with Dest again I asked my Barcelona friend for information apparently he's good attacking why he's not necessarily defending as a wing-back it's not necessarily that um, concerning because you don't have to do as much defensive work but then also they said that he can play on the right and the left which is why Chelsea might be interested but again, that's an American as well. But to be fair, we was interested in him before. Um, before I come to you, Babs on Pulisic, a lot of times when Tuple talks about Pulisic, <laughs> the first thing he references that, is that the impact he can have on, off of the bench. And then he has to remind himself, oh, shit, I can't just say that. He can also make an impact. On, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that's the- like <laughs> thing that's going to get him angry more than anything else. Yeah. That's what gets um,
2: his dad tweeting, you know? Exactly. So Babs... Um, the Pulisic situation, is it really like um, a conundrum for you or is it just actually the good form is good because it means that we can get a good price for him? Adios. <laughs> Ciao. Adios. Bye-bye. So
3: long. Leave taken. Sayonara. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for him to, to go. I've been ready, be ready for him to go for, for a couple You're years. i ready now for him like like
2: to go, go but... I, he's... Sorry. I, 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 go on. I was gonna say per night I'm you see what I'm saying. I'm seeing the Puget fans provide the facts and I have to stand up and speak for them. I have to get mouthpiece. Per night he's been our best goal scorer the season.
3: That's amazing. <laughs> that's, that's amazing, man. That's that amazing. It speaks speaks I, to our other issues as much as that's anything. That's amazing. Exactly. I'm not gonna say he doesn't have any value, but yeah. I just am just don't rate him and I'm ready for him to just just be gone. Like, Oh man, I'm just tired of like the, the the fan base that he brings. I'm tired of like the the constant arguments. There'll be other the fan bases with base. like new I, players. I, I know, I know, but you know, but my hope is that these fan bases, even if they do come, the players are actually worth arguing over. Like they're actually mm. good and consistent. Like if, if that's the case, then I'm, I'm calm with it. But it's not to say that he's a bad, he's like a terrible player. but I just don't really, I just don't really rate him. I man, but, if he but... Needs to go, I think it's best to get rid of him now. Fair enough. Buzzy, and I'm, I'm not making a profit. We're definitely not making a profit on anyway.
2: him. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay, Buzzy, you were... Oh, no wait. 58, 58 million. Who's yeah, I, think, I think we can. I think we can. Buzzy, what were you going to say?
1: <laughs> I remember what I butted it on. Um, oh God. What about I to say that I responded to? Um, <laughs> um, All right. We, we can
2: come back to it if you remember. Okay. Oh, I, I
1: said something about him winning. I said, like, at the end of the day, he has won us a bunch of points. Um, he has. And the Champions uh, League game uh, yeah. was phenomenal. That's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what, okay. was, that's what I was trying to remember. You know, I, come, push come to shove, we don't have a lot of people scoring much, yeah. and his his goals tend to be helpful. There are only six of them though in the Premier League. But he also missed a bunch of game time, so mm-hmm. it's one of those things. that's just like it's always theoretical. Like, oh, well, if he could stay fit or if he could get this form it going, is, and, it is. and it's 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 becoming a lot of what ifs for someone who costs a lot and who is running down years on what his contract. Is. That said, if you're gonna face me with keeping him or Werner. Mm, I don't know. I probably would sell Timo first because he's just been, he's, he's been mostly just bad, but he's also somebody who produces. So yeah, it's yeah, one yeah, of these yeah, things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But the, the deciding factor probably is his contract um, yeah. more than more than Timo's. So
2: that is All what right. it is. Okay. All right. So um, who to touch on next? So what I, maybe Mount, but to be fair, Mount's making it easy to discuss it because when it comes down to it, not necessarily a downside, like, Um, For someone that, again, I think he's more of a midfielder, he's hit double digits for goals and assists. The strike was great, but the all-round play was great too. I remember when Lampard was uh, in his peak, in his youth, a lot of the games, and don't forget, this is one of the reasons why the Brexit people and all the people that are like like Cobham and stuff like that, I always remember Chelsea at that time, uh, whenever Chelsea needed someone to come through, it was Lampard, it was Terry. A lot of the time it was either Lampard or Terry or Drogba. Um, and I think it was just, and even for Liverpool, Gerard would come through and you look for Man United, the class of '92 would come through. Then you look for, to Arsenal and they were always spineless. And part of the analysis at that point, I would always say is, yeah, they've got people that really deeply care that would, you know, like John Terry put his head in the way and that kind of whole passion thing, Arsenal fans would just dismiss and they're all like passion merchants and all that type of stuff but they could never find a way to kind of dig deep the same way like a Liverpool would when um just when everything was against them and Jard would come through for them and the reason why I say that is that Lampard at that point Lampard would like get a goal and assist like every other game or every third game would get like a goal and assist and I feel like Mount isn't at that point just yet but he's getting there and so obviously we were all talking about coming to this game and not necessarily, even though it was Leeds and even though Leeds is a relegation zone, Everton were in a relegation zone. And um, so it wasn't necessarily cut and dried, but the game was made easy by a great Mount finish. Um, so with Mount, I don't really think there's much of a discussion, but I'm just going to throw it out to you to see if there's anything you want to say about Mount. So we'll go with Babs first.
3: Oh, man. What, what, what could I say about the kid at this point, man? He's just just proving the haters wrong day in, day out, you know, he's doing his thing, you know, he's he's improving, a student of the game, a true baller. You know, he's come up from Cobham, you know, he he's helped us win a Champions League, he's gonna help us win the FA Cup on the weekend as well. Yeah. I mean what what, what can what can I say, my life? He's, well, he's gonna be here for the long run, he's gonna be here it, to lead us for plenty of other things.
2: It. Like well, this the, is only the beginning. The 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 critics are saying Mason Mount scores again against another bottom six side. Oh, man. man <laughs> I brought the man. stop. How, in a how, disc- how
3: many times do we have to go? <laughs> the people's <laughs> golden child of Foden, 99% of his goals or assists have come against his relegation side. Well, so uh, I, I, I do get it because I, I, I do agree that you do want involvement in the big games. But look, man, three points are three points. And if you're scoring or assisting and it's leading to goals and it's leading to wins, it's leading cool. to goal difference. How can I complain? You know, th- th- this will come with time. You know, we've already seen him dunk on Liverpool. Mm. You know, we've we've already seen him dunk on Spurs. We've already seen him dunk on Arsenal. I'm, you know, I'm talking I'm talking about the Prem, bro. I'm talking about the Prem. You know, like, hey, listen, man. I know United. You know, Liverpool. You know, if there's more to come. Don't worry, man. Don't worry. You'll be, you'll be dunking on you in the future. It's all right. Like, wow. I, I do get it because it's obviously like a, a, a um a crutch that people will always use because at the end of the day the top players. Performing the top games, but goals and assists aren't the only metric to perform to um to judge a performance. So I don't think it's the best way because even against um I think was it Arsenal? I don't, did he get an assist against Arsenal? Oh no, he did. He did. I was gonna say even though he didn't get an assist, he played well, but he did get an assist. So yeah, I
2: sports, guess that's that's another one. That's Arsenal, thing, Arsenal, but,
3: yeah, but but yeah, m- but but more so for me, it's just the fact that if he's performing, I'm, I'm happy with it. But obviously, for him to get to the top level, I do agree that you would want to see more of this coming against the top teams and. When that does happen, we're gonna be even more unbearable. Do
2: you know what? Do you know what struck me? The um, stat youngest player for Chelsea ever to get double digits, goals, and assists. And the reason why it struck me is not just necessarily a mount thing, but that the players we've had. No, not even that. But look, he's not 21. He's 23, right? He's not like yeah. out of our young place, not the youngest. But it just kind of struck me with how he's the youngest at 23. And like he's been here since 20, and everybody's talking about goals and assists, goals and assists. And don't forget, he's a, for me, he's a midfielder too. So he's not like a striker where you can demand like a goal every other game. Do you know what I'm saying? Like he's a midfielder, and I just feel like no one else has really done that reach double-digit go- uh, goals and assists. So why are we so harsh on 21-year-olds and 20-year-olds and 22-year-olds? Especially if they're midfielders just trying to be attackers, why are we so harsh with these numbers? It just kind of struck me that it's never been done before. Yet people expect it like they're old. It do, do you know what I mean?
3: Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely an interesting. One. But I, I I do guess because with, with me right, I don't really like I don't not I don't like I I, I kind of refrain from judging a player by his age. I'm also I'd rather judge them by like their experience and like their exposure to the top level because. Some players, obviously, some players will be twenty-five, like a Diaz. And this is his first season in the top five league. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, obviously, he's not young, but he's still new to the prem and he's still new to like playing at the, the top level. So,
1: mm-hmm.
3: I, I do get what, you, what your, your point because obviously, at maturity level still obviously player probably do part of the football, but I guess is it is an interesting balance in between the two. If you get what I mean, in terms of like so, experience. For so,
2: yeah. so like, me. Yeah, so for me, it's not necessarily using age as I just think if something's never done before, forget age. If something's never done before, how can you use that as an expectation? Do you know what I mean? It's something. Oh as, yeah,
3: yeah, definitely that makes sense. Yeah, that
2: makes sense. Yeah, yeah that's exactly what I'm saying. And and um, just on the kind of scoring against the small teams thing, we had that with Tammy as well. Do you know like when things go well for our young players, everybody's always looking at okay, how do we critique them? Um, scoring against, but obviously you brought up with the photo thing. No one really looks at that with Foden, so um, it's just it seems like we're trying to find sticks to beat our players with. But Buzzy, what's your kind of whole take on this before we move on to the next round?
1: Yeah, on the well, first on the age front too. It's I think that that generally is true. I think people are a little, especially when players come for big money. People people always say hmm. um, when a player when a young player moves for a lot or they're they're speculating about it young player moving lot. people always comment on like oh well that player is going to cost so much money because of their age and for them that might just mean you know to get that player in now or because they're going to be here for a long time or whatever it is but that also like you're paying for potential on top of it like knowing that player might need some work and have to wait and so these players yeah. come in for big fees part of the big fee is wait is knowing you're going to wait and, and have them develop and what they that could fee. be even exactly. more than what they've shown yeah. so the expectation of, I mean, Havertz, even Pulisic to a degree, like they are in the scheme of like the, the arc of a, of a senior level player very early on. And I know Havertz scored a bunch of goals in Germany already and that's what people want to see. So like, I get it, but uh, it's not, none of them are finished products. And almost uh, exactly the example with Mount where you look, oh, no Chelsea players ever done this or, oh, Mount right now is the, is the leading English uh, scorer in goals and assists this season. Mm-hmm. Um, like (laughs) clearly a lot of players at this age are not actually doing what people what people insist like you said that they should be doing so it's like if someone if someone if someone doesn't have 10 and 10 or or 15 and 15 like their second year after moving to the Premier League, having cost a lot of money um people are on their case we should sell them we should get rid of them it's like i know it's frustrating i know we want the goals now and i know we paid a lot but like have a little patience players do develop
2: Um, if lampard wasn't
1: doing that you know then then why would you expect it from anyone right Uh, on the oh. map front in particular, I will say I I um, I did I did bring up the the uh, goals and assists are are against some of the weaker teams staying in the Discord mm-hmm. the other day. And I got I got a lot got a lot of heat. And I wasn't even people were overly defensive, in my opinion, about what I was what I was trying to get at with it. Yeah. I just think it's not a criticism because I will obviously take those numbers all day, and especially for a player that people were demanding end product out of who mm-hmm. in theory is already a net game by being on the field with his like energy and pressure yeah tackling and and his his work within the system um but if you add goals and assists on top of that you really have no room to complain all i was saying is the total really does look a bit a bit better than maybe you would think if you stretched out across the whole season yeah i I was looking at the i was looking at the games because almost almost half actually i think exactly half um of the of the goals and assists came against teams in the bottom three so like that is if 11 of the 21 or whatever it was come against teams that are in relegation um, that that's enough to make a comment on. It's not enough to write off all the results. It's like, well, you know, this the number sounds a little better that we were beating up on the, on the worst teams. Like we know, we already know Mount could perform in the championship. You know what I mean? Like those are not the best of the best teams that he'll face. Mm. Um, but he has also put up good games against other teams. and uh, And Mount in general for the, for the season, I would just say, also, on, on the goals and assist subject, the reason I bring up the to- the raw total looking a little better okay. is I don't think his performances have necessarily always been yeah. as good as they were last season. And so, when you when you only point to this bigger total, especially if a lot of them were against weaker sides where he maybe didn't need him to go crazy, um, okay. then you know it's a little bit of room for criticism. The same way people look at pool six goals and and discard them because well he played crap for you know sixty of those minutes or whatever it is. Um, I- Yeah, Matt wasn't that bad, but he hasn't been always consistent performances. And this just throwing around this overall total of goals and assists papers over a little bit of what have been mediocre performances a lot of the time.
2: Yeah, so so I think there's a couple of points that I wanted to mention. Number one, I think um, he I think people kind of forget that when Tuhu came in last season, and he moved him into these attacking twin tens, um, Mm -hmm. he actually got like don't forget he came in about back in the January so February. And from that period to the end, he quite he scored quite a lot anyway. And so for me, it's not necessarily shocking that he's got this amount, just because I think it, it's on par with the ratio that he was going out since he's moved into attack properly since last season. That's number one. Number two is yeah, we could talk about relegation, but everyone plays against these relegation sides. So everyone should be filling their boots. So that's why I still give him credit for it. But I think it's a good point because we mentioned Tammy as well. Tammy. I think a similar thing happened where he scored a lot of his contributions in a couple of games and they were against relegations, like relegation or lower league sides as well. So, again, like you said, it's not something we should just immediately brush off, but at the same time, you know, like it's, it's we can't dismiss it when otherwise everyone will be doing it. Um, and yeah, I think I had another point, but forget it. let's move on. Um, I want to talk about Romelu Lukaku. I think, uh, Lukaku. I saw something really interesting from another account, and they put out that um, there's only three occasions that Lukaku has touched the ball uh, more than 40 times in a match. It was this match against Leeds. It was a match against, I think it was it Brentford and Arsenal. And in all three games, he scored a goal. I think Lukaku's uh, performance yesterday was great. When I talk about a fluid Chelsea, I think, whether it's down to Lukaku or not, I think he did really help coming back and being involved. It did really help with it, but I think in general we moved the ball up the field well anyway. Um, but that performance is, if he if he could give us that game to game, then we're happy as Larry. Um, but the, the question is, will he give us that every single game? Now we talk about Pulisic who has come in and shown form. Werner, just a little bit earlier, he came in showing a bit of form and now it's happening with Lukaku. Now, my issue is these short bursts of forms, I don't necessarily trust any of them to carry it over a season, including Lukaku. So my question thrown out to you guys is is this convincing you maybe to because Lukaku has been linked with maybe going, but is this convincing you to maybe give it another chance for next season? So we'll start with Babs and we'll come to Bobby. No,
3: not the performances. That's not, that's not what's convince me to give another another chance. It's, it's, it's more so the fact that I don't think we're going to be able to get rid of him for a respectable price, that makes me want to give him another chance. And the fact that but, he's a cool signer, so he's got a his
2: sword. But, but if we could like, even load him out, uh, would you say, no, actually, I want him to stay?
3: You see, the figures, Dan, yeah. Fool me one time. Shame on you. These Italian teams and their loans, yeah. We've seen it with Bakayoko. We've seen
2: it with Zappa Costa. Yeah. The
3: list goes on. I, I don't trust these teams when it comes to but, loaning. Like, but, they're just going
2: to keep. Aren't you happy that Bakayoko hasn't been in our squad and we've been getting loan fees for him?
3: Yeah, I am, but... Like, I don't understand. So so what would you rather... I don't know, man. I, I wouldn't really com- compare a, a Bakayoko, like, 30 million odd million to a Lukaku 100 million signing.
2: But it's still, it's still, if the manager doesn't work with the player, the yeah. solution can be to loan him out and make at least some of the money back by loaning them and then eventually selling them and then... Because it works out. Like, if we loan him for, like, two yeah. or three seasons and we get, like, seven million per season and then we get a 40 million, then we've made a good pro- proportion back. But I I just want to forget about the how difficult it is to get him out. If you could, would you do it? Or actually, do you see enough to say, actually, I, want, I still want Tuchel to work with him for another season? You
3: know what? It's nothing about seeing enough to think. You could work from it. I'd probably have to have a, a gander on the market, to see who's in the market in terms of strikers, cause yeah. boys it's, it's looking peak, man. Like the only guy I'm really seeing that's really moving me is Lewandowski. And do you want to risk it on a 34-year-old striker? You know? Okay. So, All
2: right.
3: All
0: right. Buzzy. Yeah.
3: The, but, Buzzy. but if I could, if there was someone if the opportunity to come up and there's a striker that we can get, then yeah, I'd, I'd definitely move him on if you wanted to leave. All right, Buzzy,
2: what's your thoughts on this look form? before? Are you um, um is he restoring the feeling?
1: Um, a little, in the sense that I feel like. So I wasn't. I wasn't someone who was opposed. I think when we were looking at our options and we weren't going to spend even more on Holland, that Lukaku was, as Tuchel ended up agreeing, was the best option to to go for if we really felt we needed a striker. Um, so I was. I was okay with it. I thought he would do better than this. Um, sure. But I think this has sort of shown that it has been his application and that it wasn't. It wasn't like some insurmountable bad fit with the Chelsea side I don't think it's as good as it was in Serie A, both because of the style interplayed and because of the league but I think we should have seen a lot more than we have um so I, I think it's really been about everyone's spoken about it Tuchel's even spoken about it and he did the stupid interview and he commented about it and this whole this whole aspect of how hard he's actually how hard he's actually trying and Tuchel's quotes were literally like it's not it's not just conjecture because Tuchel's literally talking about like his ability to run and move, and Lukaku was saying, "Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't press as much as I like was asked to, or like it. it you know, I, I just was taken by surprise how much I was expected to do." Yeah. Um, those were recent quotes. So it's really been a lot for me. Even if it wasn't going to be as much of a smash hit as he was at Inter, it's been about like, would you? If you just put, in, <laughs> if you just put the effort and execution in, I think this could be at least a lot better than what we've seen. Which is really all I wanted out of the striker. And both both Wolves and um, this, this game, even before he got his goal which was like, I thought he deserved a goal from his performance last game. Um, by the time he scored it, he was actually playing pretty well. So yes, it's not the strongest opposition, um, but it's a lot better than what we saw. And even when the goals aside, it was more it was more about his application and what he's mm-hmm. what he was doing during the course of the game. Thank That's what you want to see out of your strikers. He was heading the ball back, he was making runs, he was moving around. Like it, it, the, the, the difference is night and day. So for me, that just means it's not a complete write-off of a transfer. Um, that said, if a giant fee came in, like if PSG really wanted him and threw 80 million at him, I'd say, please go. We'll do about, something else. What then. about 60? Yeah, see, 60, I'm like, um, we may as well let him, because I don't, I don't really think the season can go worse by much than it did this season. I think it's mostly upside if we try to run, Man, run it again. Buzzy, um,
2: buzzy but, you're taking me back here. Remind me of what you said about Werner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, Werner Werner wasn't as bad, I
2: would argue. Yeah, yeah. um but he I'm, has he I'm,
1: has been better, but I, uh, not not. Okay. Yeah, not often. Of
3: me seeing me now, I'm, I'm snatching
2: that. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: 60, uh, Sixty probably same. It depends if he really wants to go. But now he's talking about you know fighting and and doing it next season. And I just don't think. I I think realistically, yes, I would take I would take a big chunk of money and say goodbye. I think realistically, the club is going to be hesitant to move such a big signing on immediately like that if a team even offers the money. So I think there's a pretty good chance we see Lukaku again there's, next
2: season. There's a lot of things like amortization that makes it even more difficult to do that. Um, they have to consider that. I think they take a hit if they sell him at this point, especially for a low fee. But I just want to right. close out. I just want to close out on Trevor because Trevor um, has been out of the team. He's another one with actual junior where you look at it and it's actually, actually when he started, we're not losing. And for me, when I watch the games, uh, even Rudiger yesterday, I feel like they're like inside, when we have Rudiger and Trevor, they're almost like inside fullbacks and the way they can, like sometimes um, when I watch Saar and Alonso or Aspi and uh, Reese James, there seems like a big chasm between the wing back and the um, the wide center back but when Trevor's there or when Rudiger's there, they can carry the ball to close that and it's so much easier and I feel like it's part of the reasons why we can transition the ball up and I think he had a good game yesterday so uh, keeping it short and sweet, um, uh, for this half, anyway, um, before we go to the ad breaks, what do you think about Trevor?
1: Uh, I think especially, especially when your alternative is Sar, who's been mostly bad. Like, why why isn't he playing? Is, okay. how it, is because how it, um, what I'd say
2: is just quickly, just quickly, there it, it seems like he likes Trevor on the right, not on the left. So I don't think he sees Sar and Trevor as like uh, competitors for a position.
1: Yeah, I mean, yes. But when Sara <laughs> at the same time, when Sar has been like actively costing us goals, um, I'm 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 more willing to just put him really, really anywhere. Uh, and he hasn't been perfect either. He's, he's been a little shaky at times, which I think is why he got why he got dropped. But Tuchel's comments on him were strange too. He's like, "Yeah, we talked about it. He knows why he's not being picked." Like I don't know. We yeah. we don't really know what quite the full picture is going on there. But cool. um, but he had a good game. I mean, I'd of- rather have him. I'd rather have him out
2: there. Yeah, he had a good game for you. And then Babs str- on Trevor before we go to the ad rake.
3: Um, yeah, I think his performance, you know, spoke for itself. And I, I definitely do think he should have been playing a lot more than he has. But I guess this is Tuchel's way of, of doing whatever he needs to do to get the most out of him. So hopefully it actually does work and we see a bit more of him going forward. Because he has played a lot of games this season. what, 19, 19 games out of what um, 36, you know, for our first season? It's quite a lot when you think about the centre-backs that we've got currently already, who actually led us to a Champions League. So for him to force himself in and play that many games, it's impressive.
2: Okay, all right. So we'll end that segment of the pod there. Thanks, for uh, listening. We'll be back right after um, we play some of our sponsors.
3: Hey guys, we're back from the ad break, and let's get some listeners' questions. So, first, listener a question from Nick. Um, he wants to know who do you guys think is our player of the season? I'm gonna start with you,
1: Ozzy. Hmm, hmm. that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> it? Uh, the last couple, the last couple of years have been um, have been sort of picking. From among maybe not the best options um no no strong standout contender through the year but uh if forced to choose I would probably stay it's between Kovacic and Mount um and I'd probably give it to Kovacic he's missed time at times which has been frustrating but he's more or less been the first name on the team sheet this season I think he's he's not someone obviously you're going to say look at his goal and assist total which is you know what Matt has going for him this year but um he is pretty much uh a, has been his best Chelsea season so far, and B, has been pretty crucial in giving us something we we otherwise don't have. Um, his drives, his runs, his general overall performance of doing doing a lot on both ends of the ball, but particularly activating himself a little more in the playmaking and, and attack, um, which we need because nobody really else is doing it, uh, I think have elevated him out across across the average of the whole season. I think he's been probably the most consistent
2: and best player. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. That's
3: an interesting choice
2: done. Um, hey, so I actually have an app for this, which is interesting. So um, for, for those of you that does, don't know, last season we did this in a Discord manually and I was just using Google Sheets and I was collecting everybody's opinions. Um, but this this year I've got an app called Underrated and it can help you track your opinion because the way that... And this has become a sales pitch, by the way.
1: <laughs> hashtag ad, hashtag sponsored. Hashtag.
2: <laughs> exactly. But essentially... Um, like, if I was to ask you about a meal you tasted in the restaurant a year ago, you probably it's probably not the best time to answer. And so when it comes to this part of the season, I think recency bias creeps in heavily, and I'm seeing uh, names like Mount being brought up. But I can give you... So what this app does, it tracks your own opinion, but it also tracks the community opinion. And the community opinion, when I'm looking at the person with the best average rating for the season, it's Lewis Hall. <laughs> but he obviously hasn't played that many games. But the player that, from the community opinion from Chelsea fans that have, has had the best season is Thiago Silva. Um, so I think this is kind of... Obviously, we send a notification straight off the games, people give their opinions, and so it aggregates it, and it, take, it takes into account all the se- um, performances across the season, so not just Premier League. But I think even without that, if you think about it, Thiago Silva has been ever present he's played way more There's, a, I think there's a couple of players that have played way more than they should have played and Thiago Silva the idea I think was to play Thiago Silva uh, not as much and let Kristensen play for him because he is 37 but he's played so well and so consistently that he's been trusted more and more and I just feel like he's been a stalwart and there's so many games where it's just like um, even like rivals are watching to see oh he's He's old, maybe we can take advantage of him. And he's, if anything, he's just like, no, like he's the one you can't take advantage of. He's been a leader. um, And then, so he's been, um, according to all the Chelsea fans on the app anyway, that our best performer. The one that comes next is Trevor Chalabar, but maybe he's not ever present. Then we've got Ben Chilwell, who's been obviously injured and then Kovacic. So that kind of aligns with what Buzzy said. Um, But yeah, my will be Thiago Silva. And we're also joined by Joe. What are you saying, Joe?
0: I'm good. I'm good. Hope all you guys are good too.
2: Yeah, we're just doing listeners' questions. So um, uh, before I go back to Babs, Joe, who has been your player of the season for Chelsea?
0: That's a tough one. I'd give it to... To be honest, I haven't really been blown away by too many people. I'd give it to Ruben, to be honest.
2: Okay, which is fair it's fair I didn't mean to laugh that's listen audience that's not me belittling in Joe's opinion that's just my immediate response um, <laughs>
0: it's all good so Babs I, I was, was going
3: to give I was going to give some exchange personally I, I think if there's anybody who's been a standout in terms of performance wise at the top level I think he I think he's been far and away the best easily I think he's been better than Thiago Silva as well I think Silva he started the season really well and he had like a lot of highs especially at the UVA game with the, you know, the, the goal line clearance, but of recent, I I don't know about you guys, but he's been poor. I, I think he's been quite poor. And
0: mm-hmm. for me, if, if anybody
3: that I think is actually performing at the top level and like continuing this game, I think for me it's Reese James. You know, I, I think Mount has a case for the goals and assists, and you know the involvement in the Champions League as well. So that like, he, he's there as well. I wouldn't give it to Kovacic. I don't think he's played enough games. Um, How can but- you
1: give it to Reese? He he yeah, yeah
3: Rees has missed games, but he's—I he's, think he's. I'm pretty sure he started more league games than than, than, than um we'll, and in yeah. my opinion, I think he's been better in the league. Hold on, our well.
1: stats, our stats people are pulling up the numbers. Well, yeah. Also, anyway, and also, I, I'm, also the,
3: I'm the saying, stats people. I think he's played yeah. better than um conversation league as well. So.
2: which is fair, but you did bring up the games, and I think that uh, yeah, if you're bringing, games. yeah, I mean, I'm—I
3: I'm, can guarantee he start at least 20 games. Whereas I don't think Cornish has started more than 15.
2: Mm, okay, well, Fuzzy, you're you're on that. You're on the fact checking. Whilst we're doing that, Joe, you've got to explain the, the RLC thing, because I think RLC has definitely outperformed their expectations this season. But again, I just don't think that he started enough games for it. So what's your thoughts? Why did you pick uh, uh, RLC?
0: To be honest, listening to Bob speak about Reese, kind of maybe put in perspective a bit. <laughs> but what I will say is that for a player that at the start of the season, a lot of people weren't even expecting to get that many games. and mm-hmm. A lot of people kind of wanted to ship off. Yeah. The performances he's given us off the bench in little cameos mm-hmm. to the point that now he's a player that we need to rely on because of injuries and he's actually carrying his own weight and a lot of players that we've had this season have looked a bit questionable. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So for I... me, that's the main reason why, isn't it? He's really just come through for us in ways that a lot of people didn't expect. Yeah. Obviously me, I expected it, but a lot of other people... They just wrote him Muff in it, so yeah. that's why he's my player this season. Yeah. Plus in, Babs go, defense, I mean.
1: in Bab's defense, in Babs defense. Uh <laughs> in Bab's defense, uh James has made four more starts. And four all, more. only only for a hundred more minutes total than he's done, yeah, uh, yeah, Or for that, them than Kovacic though. Yes, so they're very, very close.
2: Let, let that one go. And also just on the app, I'm looking at it and Reese has, and I can't remember this because one of the reasons why I created this app, my memory is so bad when it comes to football game. i am literally get <laughs> into the the um, garbage collector, as soon as it's gone. But like it's showing that Reese has had a bad period. Um, December against Leeds, when we lost 3 2, he had a poor score, but maybe we just all had scores. Wolves, Brentford, Aston Villa, he had a poor, like really low. And Brighton, he had a four as well. And then Luton game. And then Brentford again, low. Um, and obviously the Real Madrid game. I can't remember what happened there, but I remember. But yeah, so it's showing that he's had a bad period. But to be fair, to be fair, it's cool. Um, we've all had our say on that one. So, Babs, what's the next question?
3: Okay,
1: no worries. So, oh. next question from us. Wow, was. four different answers, although too, which is good. Yeah, which is good. That. Yeah, but it also speaks to our season. I do think Reese is a good chap, for what it's worth. I think that that um, I, I think I thought Kovačić missed a little less time than than he did. I forgot quite how long he was yeah. out for with that with that injury. Um, yeah. Reese also showed how much we missed him while he was gone. So yeah. there was that.
0: Hundred percent. Cool. next question from
3: C's, Um, how many years would you give a high wage contract to Lewandowski given he'd be 34 be- with the new season beginning I'm going to start with you Dan on that one
2: how many years would I give a contract really dep- it depends on how much we pay for him but I wouldn't I, like if we was to get him on a free really cheap then I'd get him but I wouldn't get him if not not at 34 and not in this two-hole system where we want people to press high do you know what I'm saying? We can't complain about Lukaku's lack of movement and then bring a 34-year-old as a long-term solution. Um, so, like I remember we had Eto come in and Drogba come back at that age. And so if he was to come in, it'd probably be a very short-term solution like it was for Eto and Drogba. So, yeah. It, it I don't know agree, do. if I'd agree,
3: because if you look at the way lewandowski has been, I mean, I think he's, he's in a lot better physical shape than those two were when they did come in at mm. that age.
2: I think I think Drogba has been like Drogba's always been a physical specimen. Um, do you know what I'm saying? So I don't I don't necessarily think. And like, to be fair with Eto too, like both of them have been lean players. And I think with Lewandowski, look, no one's saying that he's not someone like Zlatan. He keeps in shape, but it's just like I don't I wouldn't like I think it's lazy to be fair to make that a long term option at 34. Do you know what I'm saying? Especially for a striker in Tuchel system, yeah. where you have to be running around.
3: Okay, so you're saying not long term, but would you give him a short term contract then? If
2: it's this is what I'm saying, if it's cheap, like I'm not yeah. paying
3: loads of money for yeah. it. Sorry. Yeah, I hear it. I hear it. I hear it. Um next question from Prash. Um do you guys think um Tuco made a conscious effort to work with Lukaku or do you think it's just a quality of opposition? I'm gonna start with you, Joe, on that one.
0: Is that for the season overall? Um, So of recent, do do you
3: think he's made a conscious effort to to work with Lukaku or do you think he's just a quality of a position in a recent?
0: I do think a bit is a bit of both really, because from watching the last game, I could see that Rom obviously himself physically looks a bit, he looks better than he did like midway through the season. And yeah like i feel like we're trying to find him more early in midfield and like with our wing backs, we're trying to make sure that we pick him out more because i feel like that's what he's been crying out for all season. so i do think it's a bit of both like obviously the opposition we faced haven't been amazing but at the same time we we've lost to not that great opposition we literally lost to everton so it's like i don't really think the opposition matters it's just about how he applies himself and as well with the tactics that we do use, so yeah, I do think it's been a bit of both.
3: Mm, definitely, definitely fair. Um, I have a question from Prash um for some Bowley, I'm gonna have to come over to you, buddy, on that one. Um, for no reason in particular. Yeah, that. why
1: is that? Why is that? <laughs> um, it's just why? No, no specific question on Bowley. Just um, in I think yeah, thoughts. I think Prash was
3: talking just in general like about his um the Major League Basketball model that he's had with the Dodgers. I guess what you think you could bring to
1: yeah, so, I mean, there's an optimistic side and, and there's a sort of pessimistic side, right? Um, they, So in general, you look at the Dodgers, his part ownership in the Dodgers, which he's not fully responsible for, but the majority owner of the Dodgers did join the bid, bid theory. So uh, you can you can rightly attribute their success. Um, I think that's probably fair at this point. Um, if you look at them, their team, and he's done talks where he's spoken about this, um, where he thinks that spending and winning are great ways to make your team bigger, make your team more successful, make your brand bigger, which is what fans want to hear, right? You don't want to hear someone who's talking about just purely marketing, purely taking out the value, and just kind of coasting on the on the the, the level of the club that already exists. Um, people are seeing them, and they're fearing, you know, the United approach and the Glazer, uh, the Glazer approach, and then the cronky approach with Arsenal as well. So there's good and bads because then you look at Liverpool, which is what they're hoping this mirrors because of his involvement with the Dodgers and because he's spoken on. Uh, data analytics and scouting and, and kind of setting stepping up our, our setup in that regard, which is an area we could use improvement. Um, and that's where people are optimistic, where we take a more uh, a data-driven approach and analytics approach and say, okay, where can we improve? Where can we more efficiently use our resources uh, and sort of build in these these uh, this more organized approach and, and buy these players who are maybe undervalued or who aren't stars yet, instead of just spending money on in this transfers on big names so that's the idea i mean it's 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 nicer in theory to say that it'll work out exactly like that we obviously don't know um there's the aspect of the fact that he's backed by clear lake which is you know private equity and they can't i believe sell their shares for 10 years so they're not going to be able to turn it into a quick cash out and chelsea also isn't profitable so it's not one of those things where it's like well they're going to coast on us we're not making money right now they have to have to make us do that first if they want um if that's purely their game plan so between those protections we put in place, which people have been calling the anti-glazer clause, so we don't, we don't end up in the same situation as them, um, there's reason to be optimistic. And I think, I know people risk Roman kind of the ideal owner in a vacuum as far as uh, spending money, not asking questions and not getting uh, involved beyond just wanting to win and spending unlimited money. All was great, obviously it brought Chelsea a lot of success. In a modern game, re- a, lot of, a lot of teams have money and there's a lot of room for improvement on spending well and spending efficiently. Um, so since the Roman thing has to happen and we don't have a choice, it's not a choice between keeping Roman and, and moving on to this group, right? Roman's going either way. So you have to look at it and say, okay, well, that period was good, but it is gone no matter who we'd rather be the owner. Um, and there's a reason to be optimistic and hope that this could, if not be better, I mean, maybe it turns out better, um, but could also be good in its own way. So we hope, we hope we see some smart buys. We hope they put the people in charge who know what they're doing in run. Football club, which is something that he's spoken about with the Dodgers as well. Um, getting the people to to run the team that you trust, rather than pretend you know everything and try to just just dish out money to to the names you've heard of. Uh, right. That's <laughs> that's the kind of thing we hope doesn't happen. You just chase names, and so if people are in place, maybe Check and Marina stay in place, and they can continue to do their job and work with him and work with the ownership group. Uh, hopefully, we see success. There's a lot of variables, so no one's going to pretend to know have all the answers, but um, there's reason to be
2: optimistic. Yeah, just quickly, yeah. I'll chime in on this. Uh, so I think when people talk about the, the data approach and etc. Mm, I think it's
3: a bit of a romanticism about that,
2: you know? Okay, you say what you want to say first. Yeah,
3: no, no, I'll I, I let, I let you go, actually. I'll let you go first.
2: Um, okay, cool. So essentially, I know that um, people look to Liverpool using a data approach and all of this type of stuff. Actually, I think Chelsea was one of the first to take a data approach. We had a guy called Michael Ford, and this is one of the reasons why we signed um, Daniel Sturridge that identified from the few matches that he played on the Man City, that this is someone that, Michael Ford talked about it, but he just came out in terms of English talent, it kind of showed his potential. And we went on to see what he could do. Um, but obviously, he, like this was way be- before a lot of teams even had a data department. The only reason why I mentioned it is when people said like, we want to take a smarter approach. It's almost with the idea that we haven't been data-led. Now, the reason why I want to mention that is because there's loads of teams now using Since Moneyball that are using <clears throat> statistics departments and that are data-led. It's not just about trying to be data-led, but actually finding the right model so you're identifying the right players. And so essentially, when we were linked with Boley, it's, they said apparently we were wanted to get Paul Mitchell, who I think... It looks like he's going to uh, United. He's a, I think he's actually a Man United fan. He's a Mancunian. And he's been with the Red Bull guys. And um, I, I think a lot of people have heard that I think he was responsible for the likes of Nkunku and then and other players. Um, so it's interesting. For me, it's interesting. Obviously, it's a different approach. Whenever you bring in new people, they're going to kind of slightly change things. It's interesting to see how it manifests. But I always just kind of caveat when people say, we're going to take a data approach. It's like, yeah, we've probably been doing that already.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, I I agree. I I do think, I don't know, I feel like people say that, but I think what people may mean is that they they want cheaper signers that are going to be hits, if if that makes sense. Like, I think that's what people really want. Yeah. I don't think there's any way that a, a top group at Chelsea aren't using data in their analysis.
1: They that are. Lot. So what, what yeah. I've heard, to, to combine your two points, what I've heard is is Chelsea's uh, approach. They were, as Dan said, one of the first teams to do that. But they're, they're still sort of using the same system and literally the same software that they right. use uh, back then as, as they do now. And basically, it has come a long way since then. And clubs have a lot more people doing more modern approaches. Um, they've hired yeah. on more people. It's really, especially the past five years, has really blown up, um, and yeah. Chelsea's sort of still holding on to a, a relatively basic way of doing it, uh, mm. and needs sort of modernized the way they're doing it a bit. And, and I think no one would argue that our scouting has been a little questionable. Um, yeah, so definitely. you
2: know, what I'd say is interesting though, because like, I know people talk about our scouting, but I just feel like when it comes to Chelsea and talent ID, I, I always find it really interesting because this is talent ID throughout the organization. One of the reasons why people talk about La Cobham is because of the talent id at a younger level now number one we've got more money to throw at these young players as well so that's another thing but there's a reason why we have a lot of the best talent is because of the talent id from the young ages and when people talk about we fucked up salah we fucked up kdb we fucked up all of these players there's a reason for that again there has been good scouting along the way so whereas everybody just wants to rubbish it but there's there's we can only lose good players if we're finding good players. And I just want to give that kind of other side to it. But I do agree in terms of obviously technology, you have to keep up uh, from what I've heard when they're talking about the software that is outdated, that's used more for internal scouting. Um, Cause I know Emma, Emmanuel mm. talked about that software. I'm not sure if you're we talking about that's the same software, but, yeah they're still using the same software for the internal sky i'm not sure if they're because i know that there's a, a third party um so, software that a lot of uh, like Y scout and there's other ones but but yeah for, for for the scouting thing i'm i'm super interested to see what direction it could take i'm not necessarily someone that thinks straight away they're going to come in and it's going to be all this glitzing glam but yeah i'm super intrigued to see how it's going to go
1: yeah, that's the optimistic long-term sort of approach when's the last time you think to, uh, not to make this too long but that we've scouted because we mentioned the Salah, the KDB. I feel like that was the last time we really found players that weren't on other teams' radars yet. Was that era, and that was kind of a, a while ago. We now, were
2: interested say. in Shu and many before everybody else. Mm-hmm. We were interested in Cucurella um, under Lampard. Do you know, like Barella? Do you know, like this? Is what I'm saying. So in terms yeah, of that's true.
1: The last few years, it comes out. Oh, Chelsea actually was tracking him all along.
2: And yeah, yeah. So Haber, and, and- too, apparently, supposedly. And and what the, the reason why I bring that up is because scouts can't make the club buy players. Mm-hmm. So in terms of execution, and who like the manager might say, actually, just get me Lukaku. But that doesn't mean that the scouts are at fault because the scouts are presenting options. I always see Chelsea uh, first on the scene for a lot of good players.
1: Yeah, this is yeah. this is true. The yeah. Last time we I guess the last time we scouted and acted on a bunch of young talents was when yeah. we got all those Belgian players, you know, before anyone really
2: And that's not necessarily about the scouts, it's more about who's making yeah. decisions. Who's making decisions to buy them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I guess
3: that's a good place to end the podcaster. So um Yeah, yeah, I guess good thanks for joining. All
1: right, cheers. Good to have you.
0: Peace. Love. It's hard Trying to find a way through Oh that is magnificent Magical
2: From Edin Azzard Brilliant run by Oh that is
0: Absolutely phenomenal That's more like Kante They do threads on Twitter and ranting Doing the most True say that money is power so when you get
2: money Keep quiet and ghost Ghost I remember when I shot my shot, but I didn't have gop, so
0: I hit the post. But next time it's a golden goal. And it
2: Sports Social Podcast
1: Network.